Welcome to the Minds at Ashesi, a podcast about the people and stories of Ashesi University, their interesting career and life lessons, and the vision that inspires them. Each week, you get to hear different perspectives from Ashesi and learn new things about the people who make up our community. I will be your host, Nadia Amasa. Yasmin, what is the weirdest rumor you've heard about yourself? No one has told you you look 22. Okay, but is that a weird thing? I'm just like, you know, praise God. <laughs> that's, that's I mean, how is that a weird thing? T to the M, to the M, we are the Today I have with me in the studio, Yasmin Bucknor Keteku. Welcome to Ashesi Studio. Thank you. Yasmin is Ashesi's Chief Operating Officer. She's been with us for two years already mm-hmm. and her joining Ashesi coincided with her moving back to Ghana. Prior to that, she was working in South Africa and she had her education, which is undergrad and graduate um, university education in Michigan. She currently has twins, three and a half years, and yep. they're a handful. Yes. <laughs> They are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Welcome once again, Yasmin. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. What inspired you to join Team Ashesi? Wow. So um, I actually have friends who started Ashesi around the time that I was going to university. Okay. So I've been tracking Ashesi for, for, for quite a while. Ashesi has been top of mind for, for some time. Okay. And um, interestingly, when I was moving back to Ghana, one of the funders for the organization that I worked for in South Africa, uh-huh. reached out to me and said, did you know that Ashesi is looking for a chief operating officer? And I said, oh my gosh, really? And so I was super excited about the opportunity and submitted my CV, prayed a lot, and yeah, things worked out. And then I got the gig and it's been an amazing two years. It has met my expectation. A lot of what I was following during the time that I was hearing about Ashesi was, of course, the mission and vision of the university. And it was very pioneering Mm -hmm. at the time when I was about to start university. Mm -hmm. And so tracking it over the years and sort of seeing the university achieve its various milestones was really inspiring. Mm -hmm. So speaking of the mission and the vision, what would you consider as the most important, the mission, the vision, or the core values? I think it's a combination of all three. And I think they're all sort of related. So this is a cop-out answer, but it is a real answer. (laughs) Um, I think it all goes together. Um, There's something about, for me, the piece about training the next generation of thinkers, of leaders who will actually transform the continent has always been super inspiring. Mm -hmm. But to achieve that, you you have to be anchored in some core values, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it all comes together. But it is that piece, that piece around just the guts to want to transform the continent is what I've always found inspiring about Ashesi. Okay. And how would you describe the team you work with? Okay. There's some interesting dynamics about, about, about my team. And, you know, there's, there's a core of sort of heads of departments uh-huh. that feed into the um, administrative department. And I think what's really unique about my team in particular is that um, a lot of the people that I work with have a lot of deep institutional knowledge. So if mm-hmm. you look at a David Cade or Casper, Leonora, they've been around for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Eleonora, Casper, probably since sort of close to inception. Over 15 years. Yeah, over yeah. 15 years. And I think that's really amazing. 
They've got a lot of depth. There's nothing, my sense is that there's nothing really new under the sun for mm-hmm. them. But at the same time, they're so sort of keen and involved in sort of the next phase of the university's trajectory, which is really cool. Um, I do have some, you know, younger team members in terms of tenure at Ashesi <laughs> and David Asumedu and Abba. They're yeah. equally mm-hmm. amazing as well. So I think it's a, it's a strong team. It's a deep team. And uh, it's a team that, you know, helps handle a lot of the challenges. <laughs> You're two years into this role. And so how would you help a new employee understand the culture of Ashesi University? You know, if I look at my own sort of experience at Ashesi, nobody had to really come and explain the culture to me per se. Mm -hmm. I think there is something in the way that people interact with one another. Mm -hmm. There's something very sort of organic that happens once you join the team. Mm -hmm. So I think as long as those of us who are here are upholding the values and, um, you know, making sure that we are aware of the culture and, 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 and trying to display, put out to the world what we, we want Ashesi to represent. I mm-hmm. think people coming in just sort of shoe in. Mm-hmm. Um, so there isn't anything specific that I would do mm-hmm. to try to get um, somebody to understand the culture. They kind of have to come and experience it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Prior to Ashesi, what were you doing in terms of career? <sighs> okay. How far back do you want <laughs> me to go? Maybe 10 years back. Hmm. Ten years back, I was working in corporate banking with American Express in New York. Okay. Um, so I was part of a finance team that had a portfolio of technology investments that we helped to manage. Um, it was a team that sat within American Express's global business travel um, unit. Mm-hmm. So I did that for a couple of years. Um, and then um, my husband and I wanted to find a way to move back to the continent, and we had high hopes for Ghana, but things weren't really sort of <laughs> <laughs> working out. So um, he started looking in South Africa and okay. found this wonderful opportunity in Cape Town, South Africa. So you both moved to South Africa? We both moved to South Africa. Wow, okay. In Cape Town. <laughs> they just showed us the pictures, and we were like, okay, let's go. So, yeah, when I first moved, I just volunteered for a little bit and then figured I wanted to do something in the nonprofit sector and then found a job in one of the nonprofit organizations, and then the rest is... Is Ghana your final destination, or are you hoping to move somewhere else? Please don't say you're I think else. I think <laughs> Ghana is, is definitely... It, it's an interesting question for me, because I didn't grow up in Ghana. Okay. So it's home, but at the same time, I have roots in other places. Yeah. Um, but I do want my children to sort of really grow up here and to be raised here. Okay. So I'm going to be here for a really, 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 really long time. Okay. Is it the place where I will sort of retire and die? <laughs> I, I don't know yet. Okay. Um, but for now, it, it does feel like a mm-hmm. final destination. Apart from Ghana and South Africa, have you visited any other African countries? Uh, I grew up in the Ivory Coast. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I grew up in Ivory I spent the first... Um, 13 years of my life in the Ivory Coast. Wow. So you speak French? I do. It's my first language. Wow. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. My first language. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I started really formally learning English in like high school. Wow. Mm-hmm. And um, where else? Um, late last, early this year, I was in Morocco. I was in Marrakesh. Oh, how was so that? I've been to Morocco. It was beautiful. It was really, it was a really nice trip. 
Yeah, I actually haven't done as much travel. Okay, I've been to Zimbabwe and I've been to Zambia. Okay. So, okay, I've done a little bit of Southern Africa. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. So, North, South, East, no? No, North. East. I actually, oh, wait, I did a trip. I, I've been to Zanzibar. Wow. Okay, yeah, I've been to Zanzibar. <laughs> so, I've done a little bit. What are some of the things you do for fun? My favorite thing these days is yoga. Mm. I try to do yoga at least twice a week. Twice a week? Yeah. What's inspired yoga? Um, you know, when I moved to South Africa, I was trying to tap into sort of a network of sorts outside of mm. work. And somebody suggested, oh, there are a bunch of yoga studios. Why don't you mm-hmm. check a few of them out? And I started you know, attending classes, and I really enjoyed it. Wow. Um, so I've kind of stuck to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can you name one person who has had a tremendous impact on you as a leader? Maybe someone who was like a mentor to you in your lifetime. Yeah, no, this is interesting. I've had a lot of people who have sort of been mentors in so many capacities. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think of mentorship as multifaceted. So I don't know if your question is sort of mentor in a work type of context or mentor as like a mom, mentor as... Um, <laughs> okay, so we can, we can talk about a mentor as a mom, a mentor in your work mm-hmm. life, and then a mentor in your life in general. <laughs> okay, that's a lot of mentors. Yeah. Um, I think my mom is a huge cheerleader and mentor for my 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 current journey as a mom. It's mm-hmm. a tough it's a tough journey because there's a lot of judgment. You don't know if you're doing the right thing, but I've got a mom who is incredibly non-judgmental and guides in a very subtle non-judgmental way. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm very 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 grateful for that. Um in a work capacity you know, I had at American Express um, a lady by the name of Susan Phillips mm-hmm. who headed up um, the finance department. And she was one of those career people who had been at American Express for a good, like, 25 years by the time I had joined. And I think professionally she's one of the, if I just look across my career, she's just one person that really took an interest in making sure that I was connected to the right people and found the right opportunities. In the time that I was at American Express, um, I was promoted very quickly, um, had a variety of roles. And mm-hmm. I, I really attribute that to somebody having taken an interest in making sure that I was exposed to various things during mm-hmm. the time that I was there. So I, I, I really appreciate her for that. I'm not in touch with her anymore, which is terrible. I kind of lost track oh, maybe about three or four years ago. But she is, possible? It's terrible. Life just has a way of, you know, derailing yeah, you a little bit. Yeah. But Susan Phillips definitely is somebody who's been a tremendous help in sort of my career trajectory. Mm-hmm. And a mentor in life in general, mm-hmm. I think there's just, I, I can't pinpoint one person. I think there are a whole bunch of people, even at a Shessi, some of the people that I work with mm-hmm. that are part of my team mm-hmm. in a way are, are, are mentors. Would you like I to learn, surprise them? Oh, I mean, shout out to the anti-Arabas, and I'm getting points, so the whole executive, of course, Patrick, Casper, 
you know, shout shout outs <laughs> to a whole bunch of people at Shesi for being mentors on a daily basis. If you had one thing to do to change a situation in Accra, what would that be? I mean, you've been in Ghana and Accra for about two years. The two things that disturb me a lot in Accra: kids on the street, mm-hmm. really, like, and on a da- on a daily basis, it's like. It's so weird how we don't even think, you know what I mean? We become so desensitized to that. But kids, especially young kids on the track, I see like three-year-olds, three-and-a-half-year-olds. I think about kids who are my kids' age, Mm -hmm. literally on the street. That disturbs me a lot. And if there was more that we could do to help solve that problem, it would be... It really, really bothers me. And maybe because I'm in the whole motherhood thing, Mm -hmm. it's I'm just more attuned to it, but Mm -hmm. it really, really gets me. Um, And then the other thing, too, is just the mental health situation. And again, people who probably in other contexts could receive help or medication and be off the street, but Mm -hmm. who are on the street because we don't have the infrastructure to support them. Mm -hmm. Those would be the two things that I think about most days on my commute. Mm -hmm. As a leader, what would you say is the most important trait every leader should have? I think one of the most important traits, and I'll go back to, again, that example that I gave with Susan Phillips, Mm -hmm. is being the kind of person who can empower people to do whatever it is that they're doing, but to the best of their ability or to help them see a different perspective, to to make them better Mm -hmm. at whatever it is that they're doing. So I think that is the that is the big thing in terms of of, of leadership for me is just um, being the kind of person who sees potential in people and enables them to unlock that potential in any way that you can support them. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. You asked me for joining us for our conversation. We are now moving into our this or that segment, okay. which is. You have 30 seconds to answer as many questions as possible. And let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Cat or dog? Mm, Dog, definitely. Pop music or rock music? Mm, Rock. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Hot chocolate or coffee? Coffee. Morning or evening? Morning. Day or night? Night. Text or call? Call. French or Spanish? French. Book or movie? Movie. Coca-Cola or Pepsi? Uh, Coca-Cola. Rain or snow? Rain. Comedy or horror? Definitely comedy. And your time's up! Hey! Thank you so much, Yasmin, for joining us in our studio. I hope you had a nice time. And hopefully we get to see you soon. Don't miss our next episode. Make sure to visit www.ashesi.edu.gh for more stories on our people. Give us a rating to help others find it and recommend it to a friend, family, or a foe.